From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. There was a time when piano trios were the genre of amateur musicians. You wrote a piano trio because you were an up-and-coming artist trying to make your way through beginner coursework. Mozart and Haydn both dutifully contributed to the genre and did well, but it was Beethoven in his classical rock star style that turned this musical chore into an astonishing, money-making, and entertaining genre. His first set of three piano trios, the Opus One we'll hear today, broke the rules. He instigated equality between the instruments, the cello and the violin, no longer just accompaniment. Sometimes the strings teamed up, taunting the piano to hold its own. He also added another movement, stretched out the length, so instead of a nice 10 or 12-minute piece, a Beethoven piano trio could last nearly 30 he debuted these three trios during a soiree at Prince Lichnowsky's estate. Joseph Haydn was in the audience and other wealthy and well-connected people, and they left impressed with what they'd heard. So impressed that when the trios were ready for printing, the publisher already had 241 orders for the score. Of his three piano trios, Beethoven's third in C minor was the one that really broke the rules, and... Of course, that's the one we're going to hear today. A rare chance to hear all of the movements, and we'll speak with the players in between. Tonight, we are so lucky to have the director of the Intermezzo Chamber Music Series, Vedrana Subatic at the piano, and husband and wife, both Utah Symphony musicians, violinist Claude Halter and cellist Ann Lee. And we'll start right off with the first movement of Piano Trio in C minor, Opus 1, number 3, Allegro con Brio. Thank you. 
the first movement of Beethoven's Piano Trio in C minor. Performed live by our special guests today, Vedranes Subatic, Claude Halter, and Anne Lee. Vedranes Subatic directs the Intermezzo Chamber Music Series in Salt Lake City and also is an associate professor of piano at the University of Utah. Vedrano, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. It's so exciting to have all three of you here, such a high caliber of musicianship. And I want to ask, there is a certain zone that musicians who are as highly trained as the three of you are get into. I mean, a type of concentration. Does that just come naturally or is that something you can develop? Uh, when I was a child, I used to consciously practice becoming more focused and more concentrated on what I do. I have distinct memories of training myself to have greater focus and concentration. So f from my perspective, it's something that you can develop. Well, it's, it's amazing and uh, kind of astounding. <laughs> you are on a multi-year Beethoven adventure right now, and, and describe to us the goal that you've set for yourself. Well, um, it's been a dream for a while to, to find the time and opportunities to play all the solo sonatas. And, of course, I love chamber music, so it was natural for me to include all the collaborative sonatas and all the piano trios, um, playing with some of my favorite musicians, friends, colleagues. And uh, the reason for doing it is, I suppose, very basic, becoming a better musician, a better pianist. The sonatas is a complete body represent foundation of modern piano technique and of course musically and compositionally they're such a huge exploration of the genre of the sonata form. I have to wonder because uh, Beethoven himself an excellent pianist uh, just that alone if he hadn't written any music he might be known for but do you ever just sit there and think I am playing the same notes figuring out the same fingerings as Beethoven? Absolutely and that's the most amazing thing I think about being a performer um, that we get a chance to walk in the path of mm -hmm. those who have composed this wonderful music for us and recreate it, relive it, and uh, have an opportunity to ever so briefly at least be conscious of what it was like to be them or around them or listen to them create this incredible music. I just think sometimes you must say, I did it. I learned it. I, I performed it. I can do it. It does, it does leave one with a great sense of accomplishment. I, I have to admit, after I played the last three sonatas less than a month ago, I, I was pleased. <laughs> yes, in one evening, the three of you did, did everything from Opus 1, all three of those. We did the three trios in one evening and, and then some additional concerts as well. We did some, uh, I did some collaborative sonatas as well and the solo sonatas. So it's an ongoing project for me. So of the list of pieces you've now decided this is your goal to play, are there any that you sort of look at like, oh... That, that's going to be a... Oh, yes. I think every pianist looks at this one and thinks, oh, and it's the Hummer Clavier, <laughs> Opus 106, which is, which is my next sonata to tackle. Mm. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you'd like more information about Vedrana and her current project and performances, you can check that out on her website, uh, Vedrana Subatic, and I'll spell that for you. That's V-E-D-R-A-N-A-S-U-B-O-T-I-C dot com. Now we'll continue as we hear all of this piano trio in C minor, opus one, number three. Now we'll hear the trio performing the second movement marked Andante Cantabile con Variazioni, a moderate tempo with a singing effect and variations. I guess Beethoven could be very demanding in how he wanted things done. Here is the second movement. 
This is Highway 89, working our way through Beethoven's Piano Trio in C minor, Opus 1, Number 3. We just heard the second of the four movements. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Anne Lee is a native of Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and she's currently a cellist with the Utah Symphony. Anne, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Usually when I hear Calgary, Alberta, I picture the stampede and the mountains and the Winter Olympics, but I don't automatically think, oh, cello players. (laughs) (laughs) How were you first exposed to the cello and decided this was going to be your instrument? Well, my mom just went to, she saw a cello recital. Um, She had never really, she had been to symphony concerts, but never to a solo cello recital. She just thought it was the most beautiful instrument in the world. So she came home and I was handed a cello at five. Here, you (laughs) You're going to play that. Yeah. (laughs) At some point you must have bought into this. Yeah, I guess um, at first I just sort of had a natural knack for it. And so I just kept doing it. And at some point, I can't really pinpoint exactly where, but fell in love with it and just kept going at it. Well, maybe because you're from Calgary, you're also into hiking, skiing, mountain biking, fly fishing. A little bit. You, I'm learning. Okay. Do you go? Have you gone out with the waiters yet? Yes. Well, then you are, you are truly I can't go in that cold water without the waiters. <laughs> Now, the, the big question is, have you tried tying a fly yet? Yes, I have. I've, oh, my goodness. I've dropped one or two. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, I'm impressed. Uh, also, I know the Utah Symphony is performing uh, this coming summer all five of Utah's national parks this year. This is part of the orchestra's 75th anniversary celebration and a lead-up to a 2016 centennial celebration of the National Park Service. So I guess my question is, what is it like? Uh, do you worry when you play outdoors? I mean, tuning of instruments, depending on the, the weather changing, all of this, how much do you have to worry about that when you're going to go out to a national park? Right, that's definitely a concern for most string players and wind players too, actually. Yeah, the change in temperature affects um, the instrument, how the wood reacts to it. Um, So that's definitely a concern, but the symphony is really good about um, providing us with shelters and protecting our instruments. Is there a particular park that you're most looking forward to performing in? Canyonlands, I think. I haven't been yet, and I've heard it's spectacular, Mm. so I can't wait. Nice. Well, we want to hear movement number three. We'll let you uh, pick up your cello and get get in place. Interesting that this particular uh, this particular piano trio later Beethoven came back and he reworked it also into the C minor string quartet. Uh, he he definitely liked what he did here. We're going to hear now the third movement, the piano trio in C minor by Beethoven. This one is the Menuet Quasi Allegro. Thank you. 
Vedrada Subatic, Claude Halter, and Anne Lee performing the third movement of Beethoven's Piano Trio in C minor. You're listening to Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Claude Halter is originally from Paris, France, currently the principal second violin for the Utah Symphony, before that assistant concertmaster for the Vancouver Symphony in British Columbia. Claude, thank you so much for coming. Oh, thanks for having us. It's really fun. Oh, it's such an honor to hear this uh, playing in this quality. I have to ask, because especially on the second movement, there was kind of a solo violin section where just the tone was so pure and so sweet. As a solo violinist, it seems like you must be working to have your own own tone, your own way of expressing in vibrato, but then you also play with a, a top-notch ensemble. How differently do you have to play when you're with a section and when you're soloing? I think either way... As soon as you pick up your instrument, you're just obsessed about trying to make your sound slightly better if you can. And and just, I mean, my colleague and artist just uh, attest about it. Just two days ago, I was whining like a little boy, like, oh, my sound is just so ugly. I don't know what to do. And obviously, in an ensemble, you don't hear yourself as much as it is about blending, not sticking out, yet contributing to the greater good of the whole orchestra. So it is different, but in its core, you're looking to just produce whatever you think is best fitted for the situation, but always the most beautiful sound, really, with a few exceptions. Do you have a particular era of music that you love to play? No. I really like from back to, you know, whatever was written yesterday. I have no, nothing in particular that I like. Good music most. is good music. Yeah, I, I, I believe so. Uh, and I understand you are also a, a hiker and a fisher and all of this. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Who was the fly fisherman first yeah, in the family? I think I, I carried and I forced her in the first time, and, and <laughs> I think she liked it pretty quickly, though. So, <laughs> Anyone who's gone in with the waiters and made the fly. Mm-hmm. So was that something you picked up since you came to the States, or did you fish as well in France? No, I definitely picked up fishing in the, the U.S. So... Uh, there's so much Western music, obviously, a Western music tradition, but just for a few hundred years here in the States. Do you feel like growing up as a young man in Paris that you were more exposed, or is it about the same to classical you know, music? Yeah, I'm not sure. That's a very interesting question. We have the, the public school system is quite different, and I, you know, people are complaining these days that the school music programs are being cut in the U.S., yes. and that is a huge issue. At the same time, in France, we actually don't really have music in schools. On the other hand, you have free conservatories for anyone that wants to go. So if you decide to, you can be exposed to a lot of great music, yet if you, your parents don't think about it, then you may not come ever into contact with that kind of music. So, mm. you know, it's always a give and take. It's, it's so you had your regular studies, and then you showed up at the conservatory to study violin. That's right. Well, let's complete our court, our, our trio here. This is a Beethoven's Piano Trio in C minor, Opus 1, number 3. We're about to hear the fourth and the final movement, marked prestissimo, or extremely fast. <laughs> Thank you. 
Beethoven's Piano Trio in C minor, Opus 1, number 1, performed live for us this evening on Highway 89. I know you're all at home clapping, uh, but in behalf of all of everyone listening, bravo. That was just beautiful. So nice to hear. Veteran Asubatich, pianist and director of the Intermezzo Chamber Music Series of Salt Lake City, our talented pianist and husband and wife, cellist Ann Lee, and violinist Claude Halter of the Utah Symphony. Thank you to each of you for coming and playing. For those who are listening, we'd love to hear from you. Send us your comments and questions via email. Send them to highway89 at byu.edu. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. 
Our recording engineer is Mark Waite and our producer, Jackie Tateishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening. <laughs>